place it comfortably. Evening, everyone in the room and everyone on Zoom. As the year's starting to draw to a close, I find I'm getting actually um, busier and um, haven't had as much time to reflect on uh, Dharma talks that I give. So this one might be a little bit impromptu, but I do have a, a theme to it. And if any of you have, uh, remember reading um, Joko's book, uh, uh, Everyday Zen, uh, there's one chapter which is called Aspiration and Expectation. And it's a very good essay. And a lot of people um, at the time it was written um, seem to particularly appreciate the, the clarity she brought to that issue. Because obviously in when we come to Zen practice, um, there obviously is an aspiration there. Um, what brings us to Zen practice is that we recognise that our, we're not enjoying our life as much as we would perhaps like to, um, that we suffer in some way. We may recognise that we're caught in the self-centred dream um, and we have an aspiration to be a, um, a person who is warm and loving, a person who is joyful, a person who is compassionate um, and we want to experience equanimity in our life. And we read books on Zen, you know, which describe that. Um, we come along and listen to talks and so on about some other way of being in the world which is not so narrow or limited. So all of that um, is about an aspiration. Um, and in Buddhist terms, uh, to, put, to put words to it, it's about aspiring to those things, um, uh, loving kindness, compassion, joy and equanimity. And as um, Buddhist psychology tells us, is that what gets in the way of us just living our life like that and expressing our life like that is greed, hatred and ignorance, you know, or the word's often translated as it's grasping aversion and apathy. But there's this dynamic that goes on where we're grasping after things and avoiding things and uh, our life doesn't work because of that. And um, some, some Zen teachers may criticise what I'm about to say as being somewhat dualistic, but it really is the whole point of practice is that we move toward, we, we move from being, living a life which is more self-centred and is based around grasping and aversion and apathy and through particularly meditation practice but also the practice of precepts um, is that, that those forces of grasping and aversion and apathy seem to dissolve and they break down and, and we get into a more spacious connected experience of life as we do that and it becomes more fulfilling. Um, so some people might say that what I'm saying is rather dualistic that you're going from one state to another but what would be the point of practice? What would be the point of us doing this if it didn't lead to a more fulfilling joyful life and the, the minimising of that kind of grasping 
self-centred way of being in the world. There wouldn't be any point to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our aspiration. Um, where Joko makes a distinction between aspiration and expectation, and, and obviously expectation is not a good thing, is that the nature of expectation is it has grasping in it. You know, I want to be that loving, kind, you know, joyful person all of the time, and I'm going to do a meditation, and I want it now. Right? And uh, I have an expectation that it should happen quickly. You know, it shouldn't take years and years and years. It should happen now, because that's what I want. So whenever anyone starts Zen practice, for all of us, me, everyone, the ego starts, right? The, the ego wants to practice according to the ego's demands. You know, I'll do this and I want to be happy. And one of the lessons that we really learn along the way in doing, in doing Dharma practice is to deal with expectation. Um, it, is, it is an expectation of... It, it's, a, it's a grasping of the way we want things to be. And it actually, at least in my experience, if I could speak personally, um, but it appears to be the experience of many friends I see practising as well. It takes a long time to let go of expectation. You know, I could give 10 Dharma talks about letting go of expectation and probably everyone would agree with me. But it does seem in, in practice to take a long time to let it go. And when the expectation drops away... Um, or it becomes much more minimal, that's when we're, we're really cooking. That's when our, our practice really starts to transform because it indicates that we're willing to just be as we are, right? to start for, from where we are um, rather than grasping some ideal self up there that's going to happen in the future. That's what a lot of... Um, religious people do or people involved in psychological growth as well do we have this ideal self I want to be that loving kind compassionate person up there and and uh, I'm always comparing myself to it about how I don't meet up to my own standards and it's all very depressing and I've got to get there and if you approach it in that light um, you'll never get there Right? Because as Mayazumi Roshi said, who was uh, Joko's teacher, um, as you are right now is far better than what your ideal self will ever be. Mm-hmm. Because it's real right now. Your ideal self is just your ego projection of the way you want to be. It's just another construction. And if that's what you do, you're always chasing to meet that ideal, you're living in the future. And you're living with an idea of practice that it's somewhere out there in the future and it's high, right? It's sort of above you and you've got to reach up to get it and live in the clouds. But the way that, paradoxically, the way that practice works, you just sit with what is. You just sit with what you are and where you are and who you are in this moment. It's not about climbing out of the mud to get somewhere. It's kind of like it's more like it's dropping yourself in it. 
you drop yourself into your embodied experience, you drop yourself into the good and the bad and ugly about your own experience. Um, Not to wallow in it, not to create stories about it, but just to fully embrace it with a sense of... um, It's a mixture of a sense of warmth and kindness and almost humour and at the same time discerning. You know, it's like, you know when you're bullshitting yourself as well. So it's a mixture of all those things. Um, but when you, when you drop into momentary experience, which is what the nature of Sazen is, that's where the flowers grow out of the earth, right? That's the, the fruit of practice. So like Hakuin says in Song of Sazen, um, what are the words again? Um, generosity, patience, self-discipline, all rise within Sazen. Like, Sazen is the, is the ground and, um, and, if, and, the, and the flowers grow out of that soil when we nurture it. Um, so it's very important to make that distinction between aspiration. We do all have an aspiration, otherwise we wouldn't do this. But the expectation is really just the, the small ego trying to make itself into some perfect ideal person uh-huh. and that will never work. It comes from a very deep radical acceptance of who you are right now. So as usual more words come out than I expect but there you go.